Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dear Heart Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I don't know what it's like where you live, but here in Cincinnati, this is going to be our last weekend of summer weather, so we are just going to dive in and enjoy it, because next week, the fall weather starts. And I don't know about you, but I get so excited about the changing seasons, and I see a lot of God in the changing seasons. I see him in how it's faithfully brought about every single year, around the same time, It's never failing, just like his character. And then also, I mean, the changes of colors and the leaves are so beautiful. It just reminds me of my creator. And then as we prepare for winter, it reminds me again that, you know what, we're not always going to like the seasons of life as they come. I don't know about you. I'm a summer, fall person. Winter is exciting for me for a while, and then it gets a little rough. I'm not going to lie. Um... But it reminds me that there are different seasons in life and not all of them are going to be exciting and joyful and live full out. Some of them are going to be seasons of change. Some of them are going to be seasons of growth. And I invite you today to live into the season that God has given you. I want you to imagine it like it's a swimming pool, okay? If every stroke of your swim towards the end of the swimming pool, the end of your life, Every stroke is a day, and that swimming pool, the end of the swimming pool is so far away. But make today's stroke count, right? You are swimming fast. You are swimming swimming strong. You are going with direction. You are going with purpose, even if it doesn't always look pretty or look like what you want it to. So let's rest in where God has placed you today and invite his presence into the uncomfortable and the joyful and the meaningful. All right, without further ado, let's listen to our verses today. 1 Samuel chapter 8. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as judges over Israel. His firstborn's name was Joel and his second Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. However, his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned towards dishonest profit, took bribes, and perverted justice. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and went to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Therefore, appoint a king to judge us the same as all other nations have. When they said, Give us a king to judge us, Samuel considered their demand wrong, so he prayed to the Lord. But the Lord told him, Listen to the people and do everything they say to you. They have not rejected you. They have rejected me as their king. They are doing the same thing to you that they have done to me since the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, abandoning me and worshiping other gods. Listen to them, but solemnly warn them and tell them about the customary rights of the king who will reign over them. Samuel told all the Lord's words to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, These are the rights of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and put them to his use in his chariots, on his horses, or running in front of his chariots. He can appoint them for his use as commanders of thousands or commanders of fifties to plow his ground and reap his harvest or to make his weapons of war and the equipment of his chariots. 
He can take your daughters to become perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He can take your best friends, vineyards, and olive orchards and give them to his servants. He can take a tenth of your grain and your vineyards and give them to his officials and servants. He can take your male servants, your female servants, your best cattle, and your donkeys and use them for his work. He can take a tenth of your flocks, and you yourselves will become his servants. When that day comes, you will cry out because of the king you've chosen for yourselves, but the Lord won't answer you on that day. The people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we must have a king over us. Then we'll be like all the other nations. Our king will judge us, go before us, and fight our battles. Samuel listened to all the people's words and then repeated them to the Lord. Listen to them, the Lord told Samuel. Appoint a king for them. Then Samuel told the men of Israel, Each of you go back to your city. Up until this point, Israel's been a theocracy, governed by God instead of a human leader. In this turning point in the history of Israel, people asked to choose a new ruler. This made God sad. In verse 7, he tells Samuel, they have rejected me as their king. In verse 8, he says, since the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, they've been abandoning me. Many of us know how it feels to be abandoned by a friend, and we've all faced rejection. We know the deep ache it creates. God knows that feeling too. He longs for a relationship with us. The king of the universe wants to be the king of our hearts. And he feels it when we reject him and turn to other things to fill our hearts. Dear heart, sooner or later, we all learn that nothing can satisfy our souls like God. Samuel tells the people this, and yet the people demand a human leader. In verses 10 through 18, God shines a light on the many ways a human leader will be a poor leader. He will take your sons. He will have them plow his ground. He'll take your daughters. He'll take your best fields, vineyards, orchards, and give them away. He can take a tenth of your grain, your vineyards. He can take your male and female servants, your best cattle, your donkeys. He'll take a tenth of your flocks, and you yourselves will become his servants. Human kings take from their people, and God wanted to warn his people, but they didn't care. They had decided what they truly valued. The reason they wanted a king is found in verse 5 and again in verse 19. So that we will be like all the other nations. I'm going to say that again. So that we will be like all the other nations. Man, that hurts. Do you feel that as much as I do? They forfeited their king of kings for a poor imitation because they would rather fit in. God knew this, and yet he allowed their wishes to come true. Can you feel his sadness? He was longing for a relationship with them. He wanted to be their one true king. He wants to be your one true king today. The king of your heart. Today, God offers an invitation. Stop chasing the cheap imitations and choose to pursue the holy king of kings. 
Let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Hebrews 12. Let's pray. Father, we come before your throne today as imperfect sinners before the throne of a holy God, knowing we have no right to stand here. We have no right to be in your presence, and yet you welcome us, and yet you love us, and yet you clean us with the blood of Jesus so that we can stand before you as your children. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son so that we can be co-heirs of your kingdom. That's just insane to me. That just blows my mind, Father. Help us to grow in our love for you, in our understanding of you, in our hunger for you. You are the only one who can satisfy us. We want you to be enough. Amen. All right, so we're going to end today with another challenge But first, I want to share with you something Blaise Pascal introduced. It's this idea of a God-shaped hole. And this is going to be a quote from his Penzies Seventh. Quote, What else does this craving, this helplessness proclaim, but that there was once in a man a true happiness, of which all that now remains is the empty print and trace? This he tries in vain to fill with everything around him, seeking in things that are not there the help he cannot find in those that are, though none can help, since this infinite abyss can be filled only with an infinite and immutable object, in other words, by God himself, end quote. True happiness, true peace is found in God alone, Where have you been searching for happiness recently? Have you found peace there? I invite you to ask your friends and discuss these questions with them. To God be the glory.